our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. We all know the name Jeffrey Dahmer. It is a name cemented in true crime history. And on July 22nd, 1991, the boogeyman was finally caught. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer was born on May 21st, 1960. Though there is differing information, it seems that his family life was strained and filled with tension. There was arguing and neglect amongst other issues, though it seems his parents did try to help their son when his issues became clear. From an early age, Dahmer showed an interest in dead animals. It started as insects and moved on to carcasses he would collect from the side of the road. According to friends, he would dismember the animals and store their parts in jars and a tool shed. He was curious as to how it all fit together. After reaching puberty, Dahmer discovered he was homosexual and began to fantasize about dominating a submissive male partner. These fantasies gradually became intertwined with dissection, rape fantasy, and sex with an unconscious partner. All of this would eventually come to a head when he committed his first murder in the summer of 1978, when he was just 18 years old. It was just three weeks after his high school graduation and he was living alone in his family home, his parents having just separated. On June 18th, Dahmer picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Mark Hicks, who was just four days shy of his 19th birthday. Hicks, under the pretense of a night of drinking, was lured to Dahmer's home, where he would eventually be bludgeoned with a 10-pound dumbbell. He was then strangled to death and then stripped of his clothes. Jeffrey Dahmer then stood over the boy's nude body and masturbated. The next day, he dissected Hicks's body in his basement and later buried the remains in a shallow grave. Several weeks later, much like the animal carcasses from his youth, he unearthed the remains and pared the flesh from the bones. He dissolved the flesh in acid, flushed the solution down the toilet, and then crushed the bones with a sledgehammer. After dropping out of college at his father's urging, Dahmer enlisted in the U.S. Army as a medical specialist. According to reports by fellow soldiers, Dahmer raped at least two men while serving. He was honorably discharged in 1981 after his alcohol abuse hindered his performance. For a couple years, while living with his grandmother, Dahmer's crimes were limited to drunk and disorderly and indecent exposure. 
though his fantasies were re-sparked after a stranger propositioned him, and in 1985, he began trolling local gay bars, bookstores, and gay bathhouses looking for a new victim. At first, he was satisfied with sexual encounters at the bathhouses, then grew annoyed that his partners would move during sex, so he started to administer sleeping pills to them and would rape their unconscious bodies. This all escalated once again, and on November 20th, 1987, he took a man named Stephen Tuomi to a hotel. He drugged and raped Tuomi, and the following morning found the man was dead. He showed signs of trauma, and Dahmer had wounds on his arms and fists, but had no recollection of murdering the man. He dismembered and disposed of the body, leaving the head for last as he kept it for masturbation purposes before final disposal. After his murder, Jeffrey Dahmer began to actively search for victims and dipped into the classification of serial killer. He would go on to rape, murder, and dismember 17 men and boys until 1991, many of which involved necrophilia and even cannibalism. Most of his victims had been rendered unconscious, some were injected with acid or boiling water to their brains, photographed, dismembered, and used for sexual gratification. On July 22nd, a man who had fled Dahmer's home before being murdered flagged down two Milwaukee police officers. When they entered his home, they were met with the photos of human bodies in various stages of dismemberment, four severed heads, seven human skulls, two human hearts, two entire skeletons, two severed and preserved penises, a mummified scalp, and various body parts in his freezer. On July 25th, Dahmer was charged with four counts of first-degree murder, and by August 22nd, another 11 were added. He was, during his trial, diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, schizotypal personality disorder, and psychotic disorder. Despite this, he was found legally sane to stand trial. He was convicted of 15 of his murders and sentenced to 15 terms of life imprisonment on July 15, 1992. Two years later, Jeffrey Dahmer was beaten to death by a fellow inmate. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 23rd. Don't forget to write and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.
Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>